the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's Arthur Idala on AM 970. The answer. This is the Arthur Idala Power Hour with quintessential New Yorker attorney Arthur Idala, New York's go-to lawyer. He's here to share his stories from in the courtroom and around the city with interviews from high-profile guests and everyday folks calling in to talk about everything from politics, lifestyle, health and wellness, and more. And now your host, making the case for the city he loves, attorney Arthur Idala. It's Tuesday, Times Square Tuesday, baby. And yes, we will have uh, Tom Harris on to give you all the updates about Times Square and what's going on uh, in the heart of New York City. Um, I know that uh, Sam Bellino is elsewhere today, but we got big old Alex on the uh, controls. Hello, Alex. How are you, sir? Good evening, Arthur. How are you doing on this Tuesday night? I'm okay, Alex. You okay? Did you have a long time, hard time reaching the, the mic button for yourself there? Oh, no, I'm right here. I, I got to ask you this, though. Are you ready for Thursday night or what? Well, I, we got a little rehearsal tonight, and then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll take off Thursday night. We're having our summer solstice office party, um, and we're going to hear about a summer solstice party here in Times Square tomorrow because tomorrow's technically uh, the, the night when the sun goes down the latest. Is that correct, Joan Pelzer? Correct. Is- 8.31 p.m. Wednesday is summer solstice, the start of summer. And um, I believe we have a new friend in here with us. There, we Joe? do. And the friend is actually videotaping you as we speak. Oh. Caroline with a K from Hofstra, courtesy of our amazing Hi. operation, uh, not operations engineer. And say hello. Hello, everyone. Uh-huh. She's our newest intern, Arthur. And Caroline, what year are you in at school? I'm a rising junior. A rising junior. That means you'll be a junior in September? Yes. We didn't. Did we have these rising things? No, it would just be like, yeah, I just finished my sophomore year. I, I would, I don't. There was no rising back in the seventies and the eighties. Yeah. So now there's rising. I believe so. Um, all of my like classmates use rising on their LinkedIn, so I kind of ah, just. Ah, it's all about the that. LinkedIn. Well, welcome aboard to the Idala Power Hour and Idala Bertuna and Cammons and Imran's. What is Imran's show called on Saturday? Oh, the Legal Lowdown. The legal Lowdown with Imran and and yes. um. John Esposito, how long do you think it's going to take for her to have an alternate name? Two to three days. Two to three days. John Esposito has a rule here at the Idala Bertuna and Cameron slash Idala Power Hour office that uh, no one really gets call- called by their real name. Poor Antonio. I don't have the- one. Well, you have your own song, Joan. That's true. Which Alex has been a little negligent here. <laughs> it's all right. Alex. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Thank you. Um, but, uh, yeah, so there's a kid here named Antonio. We call him Sage. There's a kid named Ralph. What do you call him, Sal? Sal. Um, <laughs> or my Caitlin, right? We call him Megan. And it's kind of crazy because people actually start answering. Um, Alexandra, what'd you call her? We had a good one for her. I forget what it was. Alice. Alice. 
Right, Alice. <laughs> um, so there's the here's the, the the news of the day, obviously, and and I'm going to be on uh, News Nation tomorrow morning. Then I'm going to be on with Rosanna Scotto uh, on Fox Five um, in the morning, uh, talking about Hunter Biden. And uh, all I want to say for those of you who are listening right now, I don't know uh, any host that you could listen to, at least on the regular radio, in the car or at home, um, who is a host who actually, like, practices this exact type of law. Um, There are other lawyers on the radio, them are not practicing lawyers, like my friend Megyn Kelly, like uh, uh, Mark Levin. Um, I'm trying to think who Judge else is Judge Napolitano. Judge Napolitano. Retired, uh, uh, right. Rudy, yeah. Rudy Giuliani. Yeah. Uh, Geraldo Rivera. But, you know, I, I'm I'm doing these federal cases all the time. It's, well, literally, that comes first. That's yeah. Your client and always comes first. And it's primarily what I'm what I'm doing right now. Um, you know, one of the things that were reported early when this first came out is he's not going to jail. He's not going to jail. And. You know, you can't say that in a federal case. Now, John Esposito, my partner, pointed out that there is a section where you can um, put together a plea agreement where um, a judge approves of the, the entire plea agreement, including the sentencing. But that is and that's one of the rare occasions occasions where the um, where the D.A., well, the U.S. attorney and the, and the defense attorney really kind of lock in and kind of beg the judge to accept their um, recommendation because the judge does have to accept the pl- that not only the plea but also the sentence. But I, I, according to the press release um, today from the U.S. Attorney's Office of the District of Delaware, that's actually not what's going on here. They actually put in there that um, – the judge would be the one to decide what the penalty is. However, I believe, and again, this is not in the press release, but it's being reported that the U.S. Attorney's Office is going to be um, recommending a sentence of probation. So let me break it down for you how rare this is in, in several instances. Number one, number one, this is, this is not the kind of court you see on TV when you're watching Law & Order and you're watching movies. This is federal court. It's a very different type. Not very different, but there's substantial differences. In almost all the cases, not all, so this is, this is like this is allowed. No one's doing anything illegal or improper. But there's typically an investigation, and then there's usually an arrest. Now, sometimes there's a subpoena that's issued, and when the subpoena is issued, the client calls their lawyer, the lawyer calls the prosecutor, and the prosecutor says, look, he is the target of the investigation. And if he wants to come in and talk to us and cooperate or and tell us about other things that people have done or um, has some sort of what's called an innocence proffer, he can come in and tell us what um, that he didn't do this and we have it all wrong. Uh, but short of that, typically there's eventually going to be an arrest. And then after there's an arrest and you go before the judge, kind of like Donald Trump did last week in federal court, they then you then are arraigned um, and the arraignment uh, is often um, on a, um, a grand jury indictment. But a lot of times it's on a lower criminal court complaint. And then there's a motion schedule as a discovery schedule, a motion schedule uh, and then a trial date. And when a case is uh disposed of with a plea 
it happened somewhere along those lines. That's not what happened here. What happened here was at some point they reached to um, Hunter Biden and uh, the, you know he was obviously he knew he was under investigation. He had his lawyers reach out to them. I believe within the last month there was some type of a meeting between the U.S. attorney himself um, and Hunter Biden's um, a, a legal team where he told, you know, they basically were trying to argue that he should not be charged, but that did not happen. Uh, instead, they reached a disposition um, whereby he's going to plead guilty to two misdemeanor felonies. And let me tell you something, it is not easy to find misdemeanor felonies. You can in tax cases, which is what's going on here. You can in certain drug cases, um, which there's no allegations of drugs here regarding the taxes, but there is regarding purchasing or possessing a firearm um, when you are under the influence of drugs. So there's this federal criminal tax case. They're saying that in 2017 and 2018, two separate years, he owed $100,000 in taxes each year that he did not pay. <clears throat> so he has since paid both of those amounts plus penalties and interest. So obviously that plays some sort of role in the disposition. Um, and then there's this gun count, and now he's doing some sort of pre-detention program uh, having to do with drug and alcohol treatment regarding the gun case. Now... I'll start where I, with the second piece. Look, we are moving in society away from like massive incarceration. I believe our country per capita incarcerates more people than anywhere else. So the trend generally is to keep people out. Alex, give me some more time, okay? Is to keep people out of um, prison if you can. And I will tell you, I'll, you know, I, I was there when Joe Hines started this in 1990 when he came in. He came up with a DTAP program, Drug Treatment Alternative to Prison, DTAP. He was made fun of as being some pinko liberal commie and, and how come you're not putting people addicted to drugs in jail? Well, he came up with a program where there would be a jail sentence hanging over your head or you could do this drug treatment program. And if you successfully completed the drug treatment program, you did not have to go to jail. That program, which started in 1990, has been replicated around the world. And it has have it has, it's had so many derivatives. They then came up with a mental health program where people who clearly have a mental health issue, as opposed to just throwing them to Rikers Island and locking them up and throwing away the key, if they uh, completed mental health programming, they wouldn't have to serve prison time. So um, there's nothing wrong with and and the feds have been very slow to get involved with these programs. The state courts are much more likely to offer. Uh, alternative to incarceration programs than the federal courts. But I applaud the federal court here for offering this treatment program to Hunter Biden, no matter who he is. Now, they should offer it to more people. It shouldn't just be the president of the United States. Son gets it. It should be many more people should should get that type of programming. But regarding the tax thing, if the one thing that they are, one of the several factors that a judge is supposed to take into consideration by law when determining sentencing is deterrence, two types of deterrence, specific deterrence and general deterrence. And I can't tell you how many sentences that I have done when a judge says, although I don't believe you, Mr. Arthur Idala's defendant, will ever do this again, I need to send a message 
of general deterrence to other people that this will not be accepted in our society. Um, and now, look, there are times when a judge will sentence someone on a low-level tax crime, and this is a low-level tax crime. Not paying $200,000 in federal taxes over two years is not, at least the, the, the districts I practice in, the Eastern District of New, York, this, of New York and the Southern District of New York, that is not a, an enormous amount of money by any stretch of the imagination. There are usually zeros attached to those numbers. But I don't have any recollection of a prosecutor, and I don't know if they're going to do this. This is what's just giving... Um, this is just what's being reported, that a prosecutor is going to recommend probation. Typically, what they will say is, Judge, can we have a, a below-guidelines sentence? So when someone pleads guilty to a crime, that crime and, and various factors affecting that crime correlate to a guideline range. So it could be 27 to 31 months. It could be... Uh, what I. I I have the list somewhere here on my desk. Oh, here it is, right here. So just a couple of the numbers is like 51 to 63 months, 57 to 71 months. That's a guideline range. It's just a guideline. There was a case called United States versus Booker that the United States Supreme Court said when the guidelines were mandatory, that was unconstitutional. There was a time when you would negotiate a deal with the prosecutor and they had to sentence you in that guideline range. That guideline range that was now been just it's a recommendation and the judges are supposed to take it into serious consideration but they could go below it they could go above it typically thank god when i represent clients they typically go below it significantly below it so um here there's the reports are the prosecutor is going to ask for straight up probation on the um tax violations that is very atypical Usually the best you get is, can we get a below, judge, we recommend a below guideline sentence. And it has to go to general deterrence because we want to um, send a message out there that you can't cheat on your taxes. So if I'm the criminal defense attorney cutting Hunter Biden this deal, I'm feeling really good that I got him a great deal. Um, The prosecutor here is um, uh, a a Trump holdover. So nobody could say that he is being... um, you know, he's getting kicked gloves because his father appointed the U.S. attorney in in Delaware. And now uh, he's getting, you know, cushy treatment. But uh, his name is David Weiss. I don't know. He's a Trump appointee, but who knows what relationship he had uh, with, with the, the Biden family only because, you know, they are Delaware as that tiny little state. So um, we shall see. You know, any reports where that are indicating that we know what Hunter Biden is getting as a sentence are just wrong. Uh, and I'm reading that off of the U.S. Attorney's press release. Uh, in federal court, the judge determines what the sentence is. So um, we'll see what happens. I mean, they're going to go in probably one day next week. Um, uh, uh, Hunter will, it seems like he's going to be arraigned. So he'll be told what the charges are against him. And then right there and then he's going to plead guilty. Uh, as opposed to pleading not guilty, which President Trump did last week or the week before last. I, lo- I lose track. So, um, and now here's an interesting statement that he said, his lawyer said, was that this ends the Department of Justice investigation. Now, we know there's a lot of Department of Justice investigations going on around uh, Hunter Biden. So, who knows? Will it really end uh, the investigation? Well, that's obviously what his lawyer wants everyone to think. So, um 
I don't know. I'm a little bit tired of hearing about Hunter Biden, but, you know, let's let's see what happens with this case. I mean, look, if he did things much more nefarious, then he should be punished. But I have a feeling they've done a pretty, pretty big investigation into every aspect of his life. And this is what they've come out with. So, you know, I know people are going to say, oh, it's corrupt. The DOJ's for sale. We're living in a banana republic. I hope not. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with uh, Tom Harris to talk about Times Square Tuesday. Then we're going to talk about Donald Trump's um, trial date that was announced, and then this poor Titanic uh, mission. These people may be gone forever. That's very sad. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Make sure to tune in this and every Saturday at noon to hear the lead guy, Nick DeMauro, executive director and CEO of LEAD, Law Enforcement Against Drugs and Violence, speak with experts, educators, and law enforcement about important issues affecting you and your children. Catch the new show, Battling Drugs and Violence, with the lead guy on AM 970 The Answer for topical information and insights from experts waging the battle against drugs and violence in your community. TV news. It's a love-hate relationship. Well, let's be honest. More hate. We agree. That's why we're different. Salem News Channel has assembled the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. Home to Charlie Kirk, Hugh Hewitt, Eric Metaxas, and more. There's finally a place on TV for lovers of freedom like you. Watch anytime, on any screen, free, 24-7. Find what you're looking for at snc.tv. That's snc.tv. $1,000. That's how much you can get when you trade in your owned or leased vehicle and purchase your next car with Bay Ridge Honda. They've been your family-owned and operated dealer for over 60 years. Your Honda dealer serving the five boroughs. Brooklyn, Manhattan, Staten Island, Queens, the Bronx, they all choose Bay Ridge Honda for their quality and their service. Browse from over 150 new Honda vehicles and over 80 certified pre-owned vehicles backed by the Honda True program at their 2022 President's Award winning dealership. Right now, get 0% APR financing and zero down payment on select Honda models all month long. Plus, what I was talking about, receive $1,000 when you turn in your owned vehicle or your leased vehicle and purchase your next car with them. Even if you don't buy from them, they want your car. Visit them at 4th Avenue and 88th Street in beautiful Bay Ridge, Brooklyn or online at BayRidgeHonda.com. That's BayRidgeHonda.com. Available to qualified buyers. Additional fees may apply. See dealer for details and 630-2023. Eric Metaxas believes it's time to step up. The idea that Jack Hibbs, Pastor Jack Hibbs, he's a heroic figure in America because he's a pastor who understands that what I've been trying to communicate in my book, Letter to the American Church, that those of us who understand what America is and how it works have an obligation to step up and to do something. We can't just sit back. The Eric Metaxas Show, weeknights at 11 on AM 970, The Answer. Have you ever thought you'd like to buy and sell houses but didn't know how or where to get the money? My name is Ron Legrand, and over the past 40 years, I've bought over 3,000 houses without using my money or credit and taught thousands to do the same. Today, even in a virtual environment, we buy nice houses in nice neighborhoods using no banks, realtors, contractors, or other costly entanglements, and build huge cash flow and wealth without the hassle of tenants, all without credit and little or no money. You don't need a license or experience, and I'll show you exactly how it's done Text RON to 99799 and I'll send you my free training. I promise you I'll change the way you think about real estate and open the door to a new 
lifestyle that doesn't involve risk or rehabs and can quickly replace your current income. Text Ron to 99799 and let me show you how to take your life back and build cash flow and wealth from your home. That's Ron to 99799. Again, Ron to 99799. Let's talk about Connors and Sullivan. We all know that planning for the future is important. Are you and your family protected? If you're not around to make the decisions, who will? Are your assets protected from probate and nursing home costs? The time to plan is now. Correct. On my birthday, on your birthday, the soon as possible, that's the way to go. You may need a will, a trust, a power of attorney, a health care proxy, a living will, an estate plan. The goal of Connors & Sullivan Attorneys is always the protection of your rights and interests. They've been helping people like you plan their estates and protect their families for over 40 years. So visit them for a free, no-obligation consultation. Call Connors & Sullivan today to schedule a free in-person initial consultation with an attorney at any of their convenient locations in Brooklyn, Manhattan, Queens, and Staten Island. Call 718-238-6500. That's 718-238-6500. Or visit their website, connorsandsullivan.com. And remember what Mike Connor says, the biggest mistake when it comes to estate planning is not planning at all. Listen to AM 970, The Answer on Alexa. Tune in, iHeart, or odyssey.com. Well, if you're looking to party all night long like Lionel Richie is, uh, well, there's no better place to go, in my opinion, in the entire world. And I don't say that lightly than Times Square. Uh, it is Tuesday, and we're here with our friend Tom from Times Square Tuesday from the uh, Times Square Alliance. I want to um, just, you know, Tom, last Friday night, this past Friday night, uh, Luca and I, after the show, we walked down 42nd Street to go see the Flash movie and uh, at the Regal E-Walk um, across from, the, no, actually went to the E-A-M. Second, and then the week before, we saw the Maniscalco movie at the Regal E-Mac or E-Walk or whatever it's called. Um, and both your shows got out relatively late, one on a Wednesday night, one on a Friday night. And man, was Times Square packed. I mean, like so packed that even though I had to get over back to my office on 45th Street, I said to Luca, let's just walk down 42nd all the way to 5th Avenue so it doesn't take us a half an hour to get through the crowds in Times Square. So without further ado, Times Square Tuesday with Tom Harris. What's happening, Tom? Uh, thanks for having me, Arthur. A lot going on this week in Times Square. Tomorrow, uh, we have our annual solstice in Times Square, uh, where over 8,000 people are registered uh, to do yoga in Times Square. So we have classes from 7.30 in the morning till 7.30 p.m., and uh, we call it um, solstice mind over madness, because if you could find peace in the busiest place on the planet, you can find it any place. I love it. And um, what time is uh, do we you know what time sunset is tomorrow night, my friend? It's got to uh, be like it, eight it, something, after right? eight o'clock. But our last class begins at seven thirty, and that will take you into the sunset. Yeah, I think it's like eight twenty-five tomorrow night, and uh, eight thirty tomorrow night. Eight thirty-one. Uh, so jo- Joni's here. I'm the resource. Eight thirty-one p.m. for summer solstice night. <clears throat> I love it. There was a uh, an article that just came out having to do with uh, in Crane's uh, business magazine talking about ownership of restaurants in the Times Square area and how it was like a, a sure thing 
uh, you know, back in the day, if you owned a place in Times Square or you rented a place in Times Square for a restaurant, it was sure to be a hit because of the street traffic. And uh, my friend, Mr. Bitter, actually sent me this article. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's not the case uh, as securely as it used to be. So we are seeing new businesses open. Look, it's no secret that our pedestrian counts, we're doing fantastic. And most places in New York City, most places in the world would love our foot traffic. But we are down from 2019 numbers. I think we're down about 18 percent. And when we look and we look very closely at this data, uh, it's mostly the office workers and then international tourists, specifically uh, Chinese visitors. Uh, who used to be one of our top markets, have been slower to return. Uh, So that's what we're seeing. We do have a lot of new businesses opening, um, and uh, a lot of people – and look, I don't want to get into going point by point with the article, but what I can tell you is that a lot of existing Times Square businesses uh, see the value in Times Square, and they've opened up different – opened up additional restaurants. Uh, we saw the a la carte group, Jeffrey Banks, opened up the Mermaid Inn. The Fireman Group opened up the Brooklyn Deli. Beckos opened up a sandwich shop on 8th Avenue. And Jasmine's Caribbean, our friend Jasmine, is opening up a second restaurant on Restaurant Row. So so these are people uh, oh, who know her. the market very well, and they are further investing into Times Square. That is fantastic. Now, is 51st Street and Broadway, is that still part of the Times Square community yes we go from 40th to 53rd 6th to 8th avenue ah there you go so i'm performing at the iridium uh thursday night i'm looking forward to it all right it's it's gonna be it's gonna be it's gonna be a a great night it's going to be you know and i said i don't say this lightly tom doing the show with you live in Times square was really a highlight um you know who the heck gets to perform in in Times square in such a legitimate uh environment with it with i mean you've got us these incredible guests which i can't thank you enough for and i believe we're coming back in a couple of weeks i think july 10th to do it again hopefully it's a beautiful summer night and um, we can have a lot of fun because you know i even some of my new york friends some of them like poo poo Times square is like it's a tourist attraction and you know you could say that about the coliseum in rome right or or, or the eiffel tower uh, you know, or London bridges, of course, it's a tourist attraction because it's an incredible thing. And to me, it does not get old. So I just want to thank you, Tom, for all of the hard work and efforts and energy that you have um, put in to making it such a wonderful environment. But I would be remiss if I didn't check in with you about how crime is doing in that neck of the woods since we've been hearing about all of some major issues on the subways these days. Crime on the subways is one too many. One in Times Square is one too many. Uh, I think the city um, as, as a whole is moving in, in the right direction. Uh, crime is down in Times Square. And look, I, I, hate to, I hate to say this, but we are back um, at 2019 levels, sometimes a little bit less than 2019 levels. Mayor Adams, uh, the police department have really shown a commitment to the Midtown area, and we are seeing the results of that. I was at a, a small business alliance meeting this morning with the district attorney, and uh, I'm seeing a lot more confidence in the system. Uh, there was, if you look last year, uh, 
store owners were not reporting shoplifting because they didn't think that anything would happen to them. Shoplifting as a result was up. Uh, when we look at year-over-year year, shoplifting complaints in Manhattan are down 11%. And what a surprise, prosecutions are up over 30%. So if you prosecute people, you have less crime. It's this novel concept that I don't think um, people people um, people under, understand. But D.A. Bragg certainly does, and he's committed uh, to this retail uh, small business task force that is looking at the retail theft with strategies to address it. And those strategies are paying off. So Times Square is doing well, thanks to the work of the New York City Police Department. There's a real synergy between the police department and the district attorney's office. And again, I don't think the district attorney gets gets the credit that he deserves for that. And more people should, should talk about what he's doing instead of what they think he's not doing. Uh, but Times Square is doing well. The city's moving in the right direction. And uh, I think the best is yet to come. You know, Tom, I give you um, credit on this um, program. I've uh, been supportive of his efforts and, and his interactions with you regarding Times Square and, and prosecutions in Times Square. And, um, you know, if you if you don't mind, since you have personal interaction with with um, Alvin Bragg, just take a minute. We only have a couple of minutes left. Just take a minute and describe, you know, what he's like in person. So he's, he's a down to earth person. And what I will say and what I've said before is I've been dealing with district attorneys since Liz Holtzman in 1985. And they all listen to the public to be polite. Alvin Bragg listens to learn. He wants to hear from the community and he has changed his policies based on what the community has told him. So so I think that that speaks volumes about the type of person he is. Um, he's working closely with the police department. Um, he gets that it's not all just about prosecution, that you need to do some diversions. And, and I think all of us who have been involved uh, with the criminal justice system knows that, that there are some people who, who need to go to jail, but there are other people who need some support and services. And, and he's got a great team that looks, uh, looks to see what is best for that defendant with the goal being we don't want them to reoffend. One of the things I try to do on this show is to get all sides. And, you know, a lot of people, as you know, the way that between the Trump uh, prosecution and now the Penny prosecution, you know, Alvin Bragg definitely has caught a lot of heat. And, uh, I, you know, I want to give uh, both sides a, uh, a fair hearing here. And the fact that, you know, you're someone who folks who don't know you were an inspector, which is a very high rank in the NYPD. Uh, you're definitely a law and order guy, and um, I'm happy as a someone who's in Manhattan at least five days a week to hear that the Manhattan District Attorney, according to you, is is focused on reducing crime. Just another example: we had we, we had some pickpockets in Times Square, and uh, the, we found out that the District Attorney's office was was diverting them or wasn't prosecuting them. We had a conversation about the police department, and I had a conversation uh, just about some of the patterns and trends. And that that shifted. And, and look, they're not prosecuting everyone. And I don't think any one of us wants every single person who's arrested to go to jail for, you know, and throw away the key. But the goal is to stop people from reoffending. So they have started prosecuting when that's appropriate, diverting when it's not appropriate. But we haven't had a pickpocket in Times Square in two weeks. So that is what success is.
success is correcting the problem. And the well, that's police great. department and the district attorney's office has come up with a strategy that has corrected the problem in Times Square. Well, that is fantastic. All right, Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance, thank you once again for joining us. And, you know, we we read things in the newspaper, in the New York Magazine, etc. But, you know, you're hearing it really, uh, pardon me for calling you this, uh, Tom, but from the horse's mouth, now that you're a horse. Um, <laughs> but, you know, Tom really has his fingers on the pulse. That's what he does. It's his full-time job right now is to keep his eye on uh, all things Times Square. So um, I'm happy to hear that hasn't been a pickpocket in two weeks. So let's keep it that way. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing you on July 10th, broadcasting live. Thank you, Tom Harris. We will talk to you next week uh, or maybe see you on Thursday night. Who knows? All right, folks, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after these messages. Nefarious, the number one movie on SalemNow.com. Execution scheduled for 11 p.m. He's trying to convince us he's gone insane. I'm a demon. Here's what Kirk, Tatum, and Prager say about Nefarious. A modern day screw tape letters. Teenagers especially should see it. It makes you think about the true nature of evil and scares the heaven right into you. It is a fascinating movie. It's absolutely gripping. Nefarious. Rated R. Watch it now at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This is Mike Gallagher. Visit the Holy Land with me, Dennis Prager, and Inspiration Cruises and Tours. No other trip will be like the Stand with Israel Tour. Call 855-565-5519 or visit StandWithIsraelTour.com. Hi, it's Arthur Idala, And graduation season is here, and many students finish college without a clear path towards a career. Do you know a graduate in this position? Well, tell them about Plaza College's accelerated program in court reporting, which allows them to speed their way into the legal field and make great money without going to law school. This is an in-demand, lucrative career with flexibility that more people need to know about. I speak to the district attorney's offices often, and they are in dire need of court reporters. Courts schools, television stations, they're all seeking these professionals to record and caption everything from depositions, classes, live shows, and sporting events. With the national shortage, the National Court Reporters Association partnered with Plaza College to offer a free two-week virtual seminar that gives a glimpse into the world of court reporting and captioning. The program is called A to Z and it's being offered free and can be completed from the convenience of your home. So sign up today by emailing info at plazacollege.edu. That's info at plazacollege.edu. D-U. Hello, this is John Leventhal. I am a partner in the law firm of Idala Bertuna and Kamins. I have been a lawyer for 43 years, including 13 years as a trial judge and 13 years as an appellate judge. I have presided over almost every kind of civil and criminal case, and I have seen litigants facing almost every legal problem you can imagine. What is the most important thing for a litigant to do? It is to obtain the right lawyer, someone with the ability to navigate you through the court system and achieve the best possible outcome. At Idala Bertuna and Cammons, that is what we offer. When I was on the bench, Idala Bertuna and Cammons earned the reputation of being the boutique law firm that fights passionately for their clients in the most professional manner in both civil and criminal cases. I am proud to be a member of the Idala Bertuna and Cammons law firm, where our lawyers will give you the powerful representation you all deserve. Our hosts all look like GQ models. See them now at am970theanswer.com. 
Hi, it's Arthur Idala, and I am in love with my shiny, bald, smooth head. Hemp Leaf products are made with all natural ingredients and essential oils to bring you comfort and relief and keep you looking young. Hemp Leaf is the next big thing in skin and body care. The whipped body butters and creams leave my skin feeling soft, smooth, hydrated, giving my aging skin the nourishment it needs to stay young and healthy. Their liquid black soap glides on, leaving my skin soft, crisp, and clean. They also have this amazing muscle rub called Icy Pot. The guys at Hemp Leaf also gave me samples of a remarkable neuropathy cream called Helixer that I gave to Marianne, and she uses it on her heels. She said it's been nothing short of a miracle. Within minutes, it soothes her aching feet. Remember, they don't put anything on your body that you wouldn't put in it. Visit them at HempLeaf.com. That's Hemp, H-E-M-P-L-I-E-F.com. Mention the name Arthur at checkout, and you'll receive 10% off. Listen to us online at am970theanswer.com. Tune in, iHeart, Alexa, or odyssey.com. We're back to the Arthur Idala Power Hour with New York City's preeminent trial attorney and quintessential New Yorker, attorney Arthur Idala. I'm picking up She's giving me I'm Well, Tom Harris always gives me some good vibrations, but you know, I failed. I should have made a note. I have to say, when uh, I was just talking to Tom Harris from the Times Square Alliance, when I was um, walking down back from the theater uh, along 42nd Street from like 9th Avenue back up towards Broadway, there's one like abandoned, like I don't know if it was where a musical was playing or something. You know, there's a big overhang. What do you call that overhang where, you know, the marquee? Marquee. I think it's and, the McDonald's marquee that you're talking about. On well, it's abandoned. It's abandoned. There's Is nothing there. It's on the south side it's of the street. It's on the south side of the it's street. It's the McDonald's. And I will say there was a lot of riffraff under there. Like I pass major, that every day when major, I go to the theater. Why do you pass that every day? Because I go to my theater on 45th and then I take the queue home. Okay. So I pass that when I go. All right. I'm just saying There's it was. There's a lot was, of bad stuff going on. Yeah. And, you know, I, yeah. I, and when we got out of the theater, I, Luca's mother called him. He's on the phone and he's talking. I just like looked at him and it was like a little reminiscent when I was Luca's age, 16 years old. And, you know, my dad would be like, be alert. You know, walk straight. Don't, you know, be dilly dallying on a phone. And You didn't have a phone. Walk, walk <laughs> of course not. Walk with confidence and, you know, get to where you got to go. You know, I, I it was a little uneasy. And I have to say. I was looking around to see if there was any police presence, and there was not. Um, now, obviously, there's only a certain amount of police officers, and um, but you know you need to you need to have those areas. I mean, and it's loaded with tourists. Like you know, I could see people who I'm identifying as like real targets. Like if I'm a you guy who's going to, they're yeah. acting very nonchalant. Yeah, like they don't realize the peril that could be around them. Now, again. Like, no one was doing anything really wrong except smoking a lot of weed, which I guess isn't wrong anymore. Joan, real quick, there was a whole article about weed and how New York is not making any money because Correct. all of the weed shops you see are actually illegal. There's only 15 in New York State, apparently, that are legal, which is amazing because walk around any neighborhood and, I mean, I could count hundreds. I want to know, how do you even know which are the real ones? I don't know if you can. Like, is there supposed to be a big sign and it says New York State certified, you know, find that can- out. cannabis dealer? Because, um, I mean, I, I, you, 
there's no indication that I know. And, you know, my councilman, Justin Brown, and he texted me the other day, you know, my mom's all upset about this place right by our house called Gelato, which is, you know, Italian for ice cream, and it's trying to attract kids. And um, so she went in and complained, and then Justin heard about it. So he got them shut down, and the very next day, um, they were reopened. Like, the very next day. Yeah, that was bad. Um, so tell me what, what you found so out. So they, they actually have to have a sign. It uh, looks like a, like a light blue and white sign that says New York State Licensed Cannabis Dispensary scan to verify with a QR code so they can verify that it is a legal weed shop in New York State. You know, last year um, on April 20th, we had Stephen Kessler on, yes, who was did. one of my high school classmates who has been in the world of cannabis for... I know, seven or eight years. I mean, he supports his family running a legal retail store in um, Bainbridge Island and across the bridge from Seattle. And um, he said, he warned us loud and clear. He said, unless you guys have very strict laws regarding the gray market, black market sale of cannabis, that's all they call it, cannabis, um, it's never going to work. And sure enough, it is definitely not working. The Empire State is not even on track to make a predicted $56 million in its first year of legal weed sales. And that's just a fraction of what other states made after legalization, according to a new report back to New York by the New York medical marijuana operators. Well, and remember, we this year we had two gentlemen on talking about it, and they were both talking about the fact that medical marijuana there's different grades and when you go to an illegal shop you don't know what you're getting where it's coming from and what it is really so one of the things this report says is that um, criticism from the medical marijuana industry states that that state cannabis laws are too restrictive for the legal weed vendors while allowing an illegal market to flourish and um, yes uh, it, it is flourishing. I mean, there are, I, I look, this isn't my thing, but I mean, there are trucks that drive around with weed all over it and it tells you all of the, um, the different positive um, aspects of smoking cannabis. Um, Governor Hochul earlier this year projected $1.25 billion in revenue from a legal weed market over the next six years with $56 million in revenues from the first year. 40 million of which would come from licensing fees rather than sales tax. But that 56 million goal might not get met considering just 15 dispensaries are up and running statewide after legal sales began in December 2022, while hundreds of illegal storefronts continue to flourish in New York City. Um, again, it's there is no um, there is no like a, a special enforcement unit that was written into the law that I know of or that you see out there. Um, you know, the way the fire department has their enforcement union, sanitation has their enforcement union uh, unit. Um, I don't think there's a cannabis enforcement unit, like either going in and writing big tickets to these people or padlocking the doors or doing any of those things. So it's um, it's it's definitely an issue. And there is just weed everywhere like i i don't know if 
everyone was smoking this much weed and they were just doing it quietly or everyone just started doing it. But I mean, Joan, you're walking around Manhattan. Can you go one block? Not at all. You can't go one block? Not at all. You smell it more than you smell cigarettes in the past. Oh, it's not even close. I mean, people used to stand outside a building smoking, but now I smell the marijuana constantly. even in the same Not at all. And they're rolling joints everywhere on other people's car hoods, on the... The the um, concrete barriers that you know, or they're using traffic. the, or they're using the oil and they're um, in, in the infused oil and they're vaping it. Yeah, yeah, it's. We'll get someone on again to talk about this because I do want to talk about the difference between the medical side of it and the non-medical. Because remember when we had the person on for 420, he talked about the fact, I think it was David, he talked about the fact that there is, and you don't know what the person you're seeing on the street smoking it is smoking it for. You don't know if it's recreational or if it's... No, 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 Joan, Joan. Use your New York City common sense. I'm using you my tell common me, sense, okay, but he's person, telling us we don't the, the, know. The 22-year-old, the 19-year-old, the 18-year-old, the kids, are before they go to Fort Hamilton High School at right. 7 o'clock in the morning, what percentage but of them do you do you remember think, that conversation? He said we can't judge them because they could be using it for epilepsy or something else. We don't right. know. Okay, what, what using I am 1%? on your side with this. Come on, it's crazy. I agree, but it's listening crazy. to him talk about it, <laughs> these, thank you, Alex. But I mean, he these talks kids... about it in that way. You can't. You you listen to him and you go, well, he does have a point. He yeah, does have a point, but we need to know. You that. can see that they're not supposed to be smoking. Like they know it. I mean, even though it's legal, it's like how they're doing it, where they're doing it, when they're doing. It. People who are smoking medical marijuana probably are doing it in their home, or in some place where the whole world isn't watching. These people, Johnny Beach, you go down one block without smelling weed. Not in Midtown. Oh, what about Mulberry Street? Any block, you can smell different brands. What about Mulberry Street? Can you tell the difference? Smoke shop 24-7 on Mulberry Street. I mean, every every place in my neighborhood, there's one, at least one, on every single block. Yeah. And, and... You know, it, it was supposed to bring in all this tax revenue, and it's just not happening. I mean, that's the that's the the moral of the story. And you know, I hate to say this, but like, oh, they're going to bring in fifty six million dollars. That's not some crazy not number a lot here. Of money. The lottery I mean, brings in I mean, more. Oh, a lot more. Um, gambling brings in exponentially more than that. It's probably we'll going to be if there'll a be billions a of dollars. Times Square. Um, what a new what? A new gambling establishment. Oh, right, right, that's right. Still the on the table. Stuff. Yes. So anyway, I, I wasn't expecting to go off on this rant about marijuana, but it is You're you know, e- about even it. even this morning we were driving little Arthur to school and Marianne, you know, we had the we he, Arthur wanted the windows open and Marianne and clearly was a smell of weed and Marianne goes, Oh, here we are, the new New York smell because it's a new it used to be like dog pee and things <laughs> like that. Garbage. Or as you said, even yeah, garbage or cigarette smoke. Yep. Nope. Now it is the smell of marijuana and I hate to be a stick in the mud. I can't say that it's a great thing that at 7.50 in the morning when we're driving Arthur to school, uh, it, weed should be wafting through the airs. All right, we'll come back. I'm going to talk a little bit about Donald Trump's trial, some other legal news, and some other New York news. So don't go away. We'll be right back.
Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, they were great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Mike Gallagher sees an alternative to Biden emerging. What we do or don't say about Gavin Newsom won't change the political trajectory of 2024. You better be ready for him. And I've been telling you for a year that he is likely going to be the Democrat nominee for president next year. And I think his appearance last night with Sean Hannity goes a long way towards advancing that goal. The Mike Gallagher Show, weekdays at 10 on AM 970. The answer. This is Carol Platt-Lebow for townhall.com. Great Britain's National Health Service has just banned the use of puberty blockers for treating gender dysphoria, noting they're just not reversible. Apparently, Britain shares the misgivings about so-called gender-affirming treatment for minors expressed already by Sweden, Finland, Norway, and France. Increasingly, the U.S. medical community is an outlier in its enthusiasm for medicalizing and performing life-altering surgeries on vulnerable children. It's dismaying that socialized health systems have led the way in protecting minors. The benefit of a private system is that it puts citizens rather than government in control of health care. How awful if instead fragile children are being pushed to make irreversible choices at tender ages to advance a sexual and moral agenda while putting fat profits in drug companies and surgeons' pockets. Not only would it violate the Hippocratic Oath, it would confirm the left's darkest suspicions of capitalism. We need to pull back. Perillo Tours is starting their 78th year in business with vacations to Italy and now Hawaii, Spain, and Greece, too. I want you to join Joe Piscopo, our very own Joe, on a special Perillo tour to Italy. Steve Perillo and Joe have put together a very special Rome and Sicily customized tour. Three nights in Rome, plenty of time to see the most important sites, and a private, fun-filled dinner performance by Joe Piscopo. Next, you fly to Sicily for three nights in Taromina with special day trips along the coast, including Savoca, Forza de Argo, for sites of actual filming events from the iconic movie The Godfather. A wonderful wine tasting at Mount Etna, and then on to Palermo for three additional nights before flying home. The tour dates are October 18th to 28th. Call Perillo Tours at 1-800-431-1515. 1-800-431-1515 or visit perillotours.com. Kevin McCullough is next on AM 970. The Answer. Happy Tuesday, June the 20th. Happy birthday to Gilly. 
Gilly's part of the extended family. Um, so let's talk real quick about Donald Trump's criminal trial. So the judge set the criminal trial down for August the 14th. And here's where, in my opinion, as a practitioner, where judges lose credibility. Everybody knows that the trial is not going to be on August 14th. There's not enough time to go through the discovery, to do motion practice. So I don't understand why judges do this. Um, it, 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 as I said, it makes me lose credibility. I go, okay, she's sending for August 14th. We know it's not going to be August 14th. But a, this is Judge Cannon. Um, but a review of her criminal cases since she took the bench in late 2020 suggests like this is what she typically does. And she sets a trial date like six to eight weeks from when an arraignment happens. And then she allows like months delays um, to push things back. Um, It's one thing to set up a kind of a pre-trial schedule that says, um, okay, we're going to discovery should be completed by September. I want, I want the defendant's motions to come in 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 November because now they've had, you know, October and November to check them out. I'll allow the government to answer in December. I'll give you my ruling in January and we could do a trial in March or April. I mean, that's something that's typical. And that's basically what Judge Mershon did in the state case. I mean, he put that trial on from March the 25th, 2024. And that uh, date was early. The arrest there was earlier than the one uh, in the federal court. So, um, folks, do not hold your breath. Don't cancel your summer plans to sit home and watch the uh, Donald Trump trial because, number one, you can't watch it. Uh, Alan Dershowitz has really been on a tear saying that there should be cameras in the courtroom because this is such a historic moment and that the judge should make an exceptional ruling because there's really there's no cameras in a federal courtroom and allow them to have cameras in the courtroom so people can see what's going on. I don't necessarily uh, uh, like cameras in the courtroom, but I could see where Professor Dershowitz is coming on this one, that, hey, you know what? This is such an important matter. Um, the public could never be able to fit into the courtroom, into the courthouse, so we should air it on live TV. Um, very interesting. All right, it is Tuesday. I am running to um, downtown Brooklyn to see one of our regular guests, Frank Setio, the Honorable Frank Setio. He's hosting a little picnic outside of the courthouse. Then I'm going to go run to Brooklyn and do a little rapid pulse power practice, the last one. Oh, there we go. A little trusting is what we open with. Can't wait to dance to this on Thursday. And um, then um, uh, after Setio, band practice, then I got to go to bed early. I got to wake up probably by 5 o'clock, get to Manhattan. I'm doing the News Nation show at 7. I'm doing Rosanna Scotto at 7.30. And then I'm going to Rikers Island to see a client. So it'll be a busy day tomorrow. Then I'll be back in the office. I have lunch with Lauren Fix and David Schwartz. Busy day tomorrow. All right, folks, have a great Tuesday night. We'll see you tomorrow. The Arthur Idala Power Hour is sponsored by Idala Bertuna and Cammons, PC. 
Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.